to have those memories of the championships, of the Sweet 16 runs, of also the sweat and the early mornings <laughs> and all that stuff. Um, you know, they, they, but they appreciate it, and they, you can just see them. They're out there shooting now and and talking trash to each other, well, they, and yeah. they dress out and <laughs> yeah, and they, out, they, they, they oh, they would love to play. They said last night, Jermaine Dearman wanted to get a game together, and, and <laughs> I, the rest be... of the rest of them want to celebrate a little bit. Well, it's I mean, it's like watching your babies grow up, isn't it? Yes, it is. It it really is. And you know, you had Sylvester here. I, uh, you know, it's funny because he he always said he didn't get the love that Jermaine got and all this, <laughs> and so it's good you had him on. Well, you so have he, your favorite child. Yes, I mean, yes. Favorite he, he's the funniest one. I don't know about favorite, but, um, you know, it, it it is watching him grow up, and it's it's kind of cool. Kent brought it up last night, Williams, that, um, you know, he's coached. Brad Corn obviously, is coached. Uh, Brian Turner's coaching. Uh, Darren Brooks is coaching. You know, so you can go on and on. I, obviously, my, you know, Matt Painter and Chris Lowry and, and their success and Rodney Watson, it, you know, that that's it, it makes you feel good that, you had an influence on them. You know, my dad, and you know, said, hey, you're going to teach and coach, and that's what we did. I didn't have a choice, but our whole family did that. But with these guys, you know, you encouraged it, and they, they're involved with it, and they're giving back. Marcus, Marcus Belcher is another one that's coaching. So over half those guys are coaching, and I think that's why we were successful because they loved the game. They studied the game. They knew the game, and 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 that's a big advantage when you're when you're coaching them. It lot, makes it a lot easier to be coaching coachable if they like the game. Well, Sylvester brought that up just moments ago. You talk about the the coaching tree here at SIU. With you, it started with Gene Keedy. Yes, I mean you started off at Western Kentucky, then you went and were with him with years. Then you come here in in '98, and then you had Rich Heron. You yeah. now that coaching tree, Matt, yeah. uh, Rodney, you know Chris, yeah. all all these. Are you, are you are you more happy with the the basketball the performance on the floor or watching these guys as they progress in their professional career after they left us well it both but you're you're really happy as you said like a father that you were part of their life and they you know they kind of i don't know if they were they looked up to you whatever the word is and they felt like hey this is a cool thing and they got involved with it and um, you know, so it's fun. And I, you know, for me now, uh, I do this, the Big Ten Network a couple of days, but the other days I'm on the phone with them and, you know, <laughs> you know, coach, what do I do now or whatever, you know, just kind of fun things. I, I think last week was terrible Tuesday because I had about five or six of them call and, you know, end of the season, <laughs> dog days of February. One of them said I would never kick him out of, I told myself I'd never kick him out of practice like you did. And he goes, I just kicked him out of practice. So I had to call you coach to tell you. So. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's you know that part of it's the fun part to watch them and and, and it keeps me connected with the game. Well, it, that leads to a pretty good question: Was there any of these guys that you had to kick out more than once? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we you, you know that's just part of it. And sometimes, uh, you know, I even got to the point where I would tell some certain guys you could yell at and certain ones you couldn't. And I would tell some guys, "Hey, I'm going to yell at you today." And they would go, why? I didn't do anything. And I said, I just have to because I can't yell at him. <laughs> and, he, and you'll take it and you'll handle it okay. And so we, you know, Jermaine, Jermaine, we asked, I teased Jermaine last night. I said, I just want to know who got yelled at the most. And he said, I did, coach. And, <laughs> yeah, because you were always messing up. So that's why. But, 
But, it, you know, it, it it's just fun to watch his maturity and, and talk to him. I talked to Roland Roberts last weekend. We were hoping to get him up, and he's actually coaching his son in an AU team, and they had a tournament this weekend, and he just couldn't get away. But Roland said, Coach, you, your voice still haunts me. All the things you said, now I'm saying to my my son and my team and – and he, he, his son can't make free throws either. So he, <laughs> so he said, he sent me a video of his son shooting free throws. So I, I, hopefully I can help critique it and help him get better at it. Let's look, let's talk back about this 2002 team. Of course, it's being honored here this afternoon, the Sweet 16 run. I, I, when I look at, at this poster that they put out, you know, the 28 wins was pretty good. Uh, tied pretty good. School, it's I the mean, most that's, ever. That's pretty good. It's the most ever. Uh, the, the school record tied for conference wins. Uh, but the, the 13-0 and 0 at home, that number just really stands out to me, and especially uh, when you look at, at this squad this, team, this year with Brian Mullins, all undefeated at home, the importance of what yeah. this building meant to you and to, and to your team when you were playing here. Well, one of the things when you talk about what was rewarding, one of the things that for me that was really rewarding was our first game here. Maybe I remember it. I, actually, we did Midnight Madness first. Oh, yeah. And, and Matt Painter said, don't do it, coach. And, you know, no one's going to come. I said, hey, the players want it. We're going to do it. I, we maybe had seven, 500, 700 people, and I bought beer for all of them so they'd come. And, <laughs> and But it, you know – that transformation to five years later when we played Creighton in in the last game to win the championship and, uh, you know, sold out people sleeping outside and, you know, trying to students waiting to get in and all that, that, you know, that's rewarding. And that's that home court advantage. And this place, when it got going, it was rocking. And, and obviously the Indiana game is one I always remember because of the, the warm weather and the fireworks well, and the smoke and they, they couldn't see and, we we won the game and uh but it it was a cool environment but also impressive you know we only had 13 home games so think how many games we played away from home no exactly and that that that's what's amazing and i was talking to some of, at the big 10 network some of the people i said do you guys realize how many games we played from away from home i only thought we had 12 home games but we had 13 and uh you know so we those guys they were road tough road weary uh, they were talking about last last night. We went to Colorado State, and we were played in California. One went to Colorado State, and you know you go up in the mountains and you can't breathe. And and we were so bad. We were like in slow motion, and they just they torched us. And and we were good, you know, because we had competed with everybody. And but they just said, you know, that was the one thing where you just tell the road the road they were road weary on that one. But that part's impressive. And then just to get a ranking at the end and. Um, you know, to beat Georgia, obviously, to, to advance. And we gave UConn a, a tussle. We just – they were just a little good. I don't know. They, what, they have like five or six NBA yeah, guys. something like that. They were, yeah. they, they they're were all just, right. They were pretty they're, good. They're all right. so. what, at what point in, in that season, though, did, did it kind of cross your mind like, hey, this, this team could, could really make that kind of run? Well, they talked last night, the players, that the Illinois game um, in Vegas was the one. And, and, you know, we led a lot of that game, and we really thought we should have won. Some things went against us at the end. I think we missed a bonus free throw, and they hit one that rolled around. It was Sean Harrington. 
Um, he ended up being one of my assistants at Illinois at the time. We always joked that that ball must have hit that every part of the rim and went in. And uh, and then they got, a, I think, an offensive rebound on a, on a free throw blockout or something. But, uh, you know, that after that game, they were I think they were two or three in the country at that time. And our guys just came back, and, and I told them, hey, you know, we could have won that, should have won that. We could beat anybody in the country. And a few weeks later, we beat Indiana, who went to the Final Four that year. And um, I think our guys figured out how good they were. Um, and they were tough. I think that's the biggest thing. I When I watch college basketball now, there's two key ingredients to having success to, for me. It's toughness and togetherness. Now, if you if you have talent in that mix, it even adds that you know adds on to it. And and we had pretty good talent that had developed. And uh, and then if and then if they're coachable, that's another part. And these guys were really coachable. They were tough. They were together. They were coachable, and they ended up you know, being pretty talented as as they developed through their career. So are you going to name that your next book, The Three T's for Bruce Weather? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know about that. But, I, you know, but when you, you, you know, I talk to coaches all the time, and, and it's the thing I worry about in this, you know, all the old coaches, you know, we felt we were in the golden year of college basketball with the portal, the NIL, all those things. Do you have that consistency? Do you have, Are you able to build that togetherness because you don't have them that long? You you know, it, 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 some people call it rent a player. You know, you just get a player for nine months, and and now with COVID and that extra year, you're doing that. You know, it's going to be a few years until you get all those guys out of the mix. Um, but you know, to develop that toughness, to v- develop that togetherness, uh, it's it's a tough thing, um, and that's what I give Matt Painter a lot of credit for. Uh, he's he stayed true to what I believe in, that college model, and he gets guys he wants to coach and, and that want to be coached and want to be at Purdue, and, and that's why they're successful. They're tough, they're together, and they have this big, huge guy that's yeah. pretty good in the middle that you just throw any time, and he usually gets a hoop for him. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk, let's talk a minute for about that Indiana game, that atmosphere, just how crazy it was that day. And I went back and I pulled the story from the Southern yeah. after that and because I, I wanted to see um, – what what Mike Davis said because yes. I couldn't remember just exactly about the it, Lakers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and he was like he said, I knew we were in trouble when they were shooting off fireworks before the game. It was unfreaking believable. <laughs> he said, I thought we were playing the Lakers and our guys were just looking around like what's going on. And then I looked down to see what you said about it, and you said, I just want to make sure nobody was hurt or burnt or anything <laughs> like that. That was, but uh, but go back to that day because that was a that was just that's a big moment in Saluki history oh it it you know one to get them here and you know it just we ended up doing it was and you go back to the commissioner Doug Elgin you know he was a mastermind I mean for us to get what three teams in the tournament and that somebody in the NIT you know four teams in postseason I think was the most in any of the years but um, you know and Doug masterminded that but we always tried to hold the game as long as we could into August because you're doing your scheduling, but and, and Creighton did a great job of it. Dana Altman did, and 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 we held that game. And Indiana needed somebody for their Hoosier Classic, so we ended up getting a two for one. It was, and then it ended up we didn't have to we didn't have to go back because Coach Knight left and they dropped the Hoosier Classic, <laughs> so we ended up one for one. Now we got our butts kicked at their place, but we got we got to you know beat them at ours and and. That I still remember. It was so hot, kind of like today, 
And in that warm December and that smoke, it wouldn't go away from the fireworks. And it was like eerie up there. It was just, it was so cool. It was kind of those old school gyms. I remember Chicago Stadium when I was a kid going and, you know, they would do the fireworks and stuff and the smoke and it would be hot. And I think people were smoking at that yeah, time. You could probably too. smoke and in then, there too. Yeah. You're right. So it was all like kind of that smoke, eerie kind of thing. So, but it, it was cool. And they were really good. And, you know, obviously. You know, with Jermaine rolling, we were able to deal with their big guys, and Kent was special. And, you know, some of those, you know, you think Darren Brooks' story. I mean, it's just no one no one recruited him. And I, I, I still remember I went back. I went to watch him in St. Louis in January, and it was senior year. And I called back to the assistants, and I said, what? what the you know is wrong with him what did he do and and they were like what's the matter coach I said he's too good how can he be available and yeah he had to do something so you know it's just and and you know he was just a good kid he had played baseball he had played football he didn't really play AU and you know so ends up two-time MVP and that freshman year well, redshirt freshman year, he he was pretty special too. So we had we had some pretty good. Marcus Belcher, you know, fought his way through it. Uh, Stetson had an unbelievable career. Uh, you know, just just fun. And then all the other guys that Jason Ward and Josh Warren and David Carney, those guys were such great teammates and uh, made our practices fun and competitive. And I mean, you just. You look through this list, and it's just a who's who of, yeah. of players in Saluki basketball history. But uh, what's it been like? Um, you know, last night you did have the dinner, and, and you were able to get together. And hopefully, we're going to have more guys here uh, today that are going to come in for the uh, uh, the ball game. But, but just being able to spend time with them here, where, where you guys, you know, play. it's been twenty some years, and you really have. I've been around them, some of them a few times, and and you know, like I say, you a little bit of communication, but. It's almost like old times, and they're they're still Sly is still silly, and Jermaine he wants to tell me stories and how good he is, and you know just David Carney's got his little smart stuff. Oh, there he is! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you want to jump in here? For the record, I'm still good, coach. So make sure you let that be known. Let that be known. I ain't that old yet. I still got a year of eligibility left. If you guys want to give me that COVID year, I'm ready to suit up. I got my shoes in the car. Uh, so are you guys going to have a little practice game like at midnight tonight after everybody clears out? And, and... I wish. Steve came and pulled us, pulled me from the gym in there. We already had a little competition going shooting. I had Ken out there. Kent Williams showed up. I had Carney. David Carney was out there. The sniper. Yeah, yeah, we was out there still seeing it we had, and I still got the juice. Just <laughs> still got the juice, but uh, it is, it's nice to see you back here and, and being able to, to, to be back here at the uh, Banterra Center, the arena. And, uh, but uh, your thoughts coming back and seeing this guy sitting here with us too. Well, I'm just in awe. Like, every time I come back, it's like I feel like a kid again. You know, like I said, I'm glad you guys, you know, had me back, having me back. And, uh, you know, it's always like family. I say it all the time when I come here. It's like I never miss a beat. If I'm gone for years or – I don't see coach or the players for years. Whenever I see them, it's like, you know, it's like yesterday. You know, it's because we had a real close unit and a family, and that's kind of how we were able to have the success we had. Um, I was. It's funny that I was listening to Coach Weber talk about how we worked and, you know, we had some athleticism, but we worked hard and had toughness. But what I don't hear about is we had a Hall of Fame coaching staff as well. You know what I mean? We had Coach Weber. You got Painter. You had uh, – Coach Lowry, Lowry you got Coach Watson, and those guys put in the work, you know. So, yes, we have to put in – we have to work hard and get in shape. And, you know, I used to 
you know, on his, behind his back, cuss him out of all the stadium stairs <laughs> we had to run, all the miles we had to run, but it had paid off. And by the time we got to a game, these guys did so much film. I was telling uh, Stetson today, we came in earlier and watched these games, uh, the guys do uh, walkthrough. And it was like we were so well seasoned that it was second nature. When we got out in the, in the game and the other teams called the plays, we were calling the plays for them. And it was crazy. You see, they look like a deer in headlight. Like, so when it's supposed to be a pass, we're jumping the passes. But it's because of all the hard work that the coach did behind the scene to uh, have us prepared. So. Well, did I, did I read that before the Indiana game, that like the coaching staff was up all night just pre- prepping for that game. Yeah, well, we we stayed up late a lot of nights. So you, it's we had a very dedicated group, and and that's kind of been our you know mo that the preparation, like Jermaine talked about, we you know not only do you want them to develop and get better and learn the game, but you also want to prepare them. It's it, to us, it was always a classroom, and 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 they bought in. And I mentioned before coachability. That's that's really important, and those guys were coachable. Sometimes this guy, he, you know, he had his moments where, <laughs> yeah. you know, he had to give me a couple of kicks on the butt. But, you, know, it, it, you know, I got it together and I knew it was for a bigger cause and I didn't want to let, you know, the team down. So, yeah. you know, Jermaine, what, what's your when you look back on this 2002 year, the Sweet 16 run, what's your favorite moment from that? When you when you look, think back at it or can you narrow it, even I mean, narrow it so, down to so one? It's so crazy. Um, and that's another thing, you know, just side talking with the guys, it's like, it was a really special, you know, obviously a special four years, like Coach said, just from the growth of coming in and have to work hard. And Coach would always have, you know, quotes of the day and motivational, you know, messages for the day. And I remember how it transitioned from, like, the freshman year. It was, okay, you know, work hard, you know, find, work on your weaknesses and your strength. Then it kind of went from, you know, let's build from here. And I can just see, like, the amount of, uh, you know, the vibes and the amount of love we have from the community, it kind of grew. And as we worked hard – you know, we got the support. And like you said, by the time it got to our junior, senior year, it was like a special year. So it's hard to just put one moment into all of it. I have several moments. But obviously, you know, the Sweet 16 run in that year, being able to beat IU and, you know, some other top teams that year and able to have the success we had and beat Creighton, who was our rivals. I mean, those were some of the top games against us. Obviously, for me personally wise, you know, the Georgia game was one of the ones that stuck out to me. Just because his shining moment. That was. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, and not just because of me, just for the team. I just felt like, you know, me and Kent were the captains of the team. Like I said, all the hard work from us, all the hard work from the coaches, we were like right there. This is the center stage, you know. And for me, the GOAT, Michael Jordan, we're playing in, you know, the United Center. And it's like the nostalgia of all of that. Like we just wanted to leave it all on the table. So for us to come back the way that we did, I think that was obviously my, you know, one of my top moments. You know, one for me, one of the things I loved about um, – Going in before, prior to getting into the, to the NCAA tournament, was when we go to St. Louis for the Valley tournament, and SIU fans. We just traveled so there were so many people yeah. there. The crowds were just unbelievable, and you know you'd be walking through the halls and you hear the the fans SIU yeah. SIU as you're walking through there, and and just talk about what playing in that kind of environment, and you talk about the Creightons and the and, and the rivalry with them and what that was I mean, like as a player just, and as a coach. It's just a beautiful feeling. Like I said, just to have the support we had and, you know, they're traveling with us and some of those cold nights and, oh, some of those uh, cold nights, uh, you know, out and, you know, the, the fans having to travel, you know, driving to come see us play two, three, four, five hours. Um, like you said, seeing them in a the hotel lobby, like that, that all meant a lot for us. I mean, I think Stefan even hinted on that. Like just from when we finally came back and won that game, 
you know, in Chicago, when we beat Georgia and we came back off the plane, we were tired, you know, we were happy, but we were tired thinking we were going home to go to sleep. And then we get off the game and then we're just bombarded with all the, the, the fans and the crowds with signs and cheering us on. Like, that's just a wonderful feeling. And that's what it's all about, you know, to, to know that we work hard and we have that support. So that's what some of the things that I will always, always remember. I would tell you the Valley Tournament, uh, even the Valley office will tell you when SIU is good, it makes the Valley Tournament because of the fans and how they travel. And, yeah. and obviously we were in the heyday, you know, with three teams in the NCAA tournament and, you know, two teams and, and teams in the NIT and uh, the coaching. You think about all the coaches that are still doing pretty well, you know, that we're in that group. But, um, you know, the it was unbelievable atmosphere. And, and I've even had announcers, you know, people that have – because they always do, what does it, go to CBS on Sunday mm-hmm. and – and they talk about their memories of those those last two games, you know, the Sunday Monday game, um, the crowds, and how it's it's like unbelievable atmosphere, and it really surprised them. And yeah. so that those are those are those are special memories. 